Alright guys, welcome to the special bonus episode of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we are going to talk about Succession and Barry. And uh, we both, I believe, love these shows uh, mm-hmm. very much. And they both came to an end this past weekend. So we decided to do an episode about just them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I know, I think this is the only the second time that we've done sort of an episode, like, just about one topic or, like, you know, sort of that deviates from the things. And I, and I think you texted me and I was like, you know, you texted me to do these. And you were like, hey, you want to do an episode, a special episode? And I was like, you know what? I think so, because I think if it would have been just the season finales for both, I think we could have easily just been like, hey, guys, the season finale, can't wait for next year. Um, But I definitely want to, you know, talk about, I would love to split up the episode into, like, not the episode, but, like, you know, sort of the conversations into three, where it's, like, you know, the episodes, the seasons, and then the series as a whole. Because I think all three of them, I don't think any of them are really, like, I I, I think if, if, if either one had pulled an office or sort of petered out, and we're kind of just watching out of obligation. Then I'd be like, let's just focus on the show. We don't have to think right. about the, our later years, right? Or if the show had started with a whimper and then gotten better, like something like Parks and Rec, then I definitely, you know, oh, right. we, don't, we don't talk about season one. We don't talk about Mark Brandanowitz, right? We just go yeah. right into the later seasons. But I think this, it's, you know, both of them are so hit the ground. You know, both of them are examples of hitting the ground running and then just fucking sprinting through. And four seasons, through four seasons to both of them. Like, yep. and just nailing the finales in their own way, I think. But we will get into that yep. once we get to it. So, um, let's see. All right, so let's start with, oh, uh, just super quick because I feel like we need to. Um, mm-hmm. Denver Heat, who do you have? I have I have Denver in six. I have Denver in five. I, I don't mm-hmm. have much faith. I just wanted to touch on that because we mm-hmm. just finally knew who was in the... Uh, who was going to be in the finals. Um, I felt like there was one other thing I was going to bring in super quick, but I cannot remember. So uh, let's just go to, uh, do you want to go in order? Like show, season, mm-hmm. series? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So as far as the, just the episode, right? Uh, the the episode, the final episode. Uh, let's talk about Barry first. I feel like it'll be a little quicker. Um, yeah. If for no other reason than, the Succession series finale was an hour and a half, and Barry's was the standard 30 minutes. Yeah, literally a um, third of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, Barry, um, I felt like this episode was... It didn't do... Man. All right, if I were to compare the two, I would definitely say Succession is a much better series, series finale. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think... Barry does anything wrong. Um, I don't think anything feels weird. It feels true to the show. But it's just a... I don't know. I was like, alright. Like, like it landed the plane. Everything yeah. was okay. Like, I feel like it got its message across. And, you know what I mean? It was what it was. What did you think? Yeah, I think... Same. I think... I think it... it, it both of these are an example of... We know what I was saying a little bit ago where they both know the endings, but they're both so different in terms of how they do it. Where Succession is very clearly like the end. This is the end. This is the climax. This It's all been building to this. You know, it's the Avengers endgame of it, right? Where it's right. like, it's all this. We see a little bit of everybody. Even Stewie comes back for a little bit. And But Barry, it was just kind of like, it's another, it's the end of the season and it wraps everything up. But it's just that, right? It's just the end of a season. Um, it reminded right. me a lot of the season finale of Girls. Where or the series finale of the show Girls from like I think it's been like almost ten years ago, where 
the penultimate episode, they have this big party and you think it's the finale. And then there's one more episode and it's just kind of like a regular episode. Like it's sort of like a normal adventure. Like uh, the main girl, Lena Dunham, she goes into like on this little side adventure with her friend, Alison Williams, the girl from Get Out. And, um, and they just kind of do like, sort of, it felt like just like a regular adventure, right? And at the end they say, all right, well, you know, goodbye, Marnie, see you tomorrow or something like that. And then the show ends and that's it, right? And they go like, I mean, sure. But then you also go... I need one in a little bit of the oomph, right? Especially considering how good other episodes had been, you know? Right, and and not for nothing. I mean, like, all right. So I can't I can't remember off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. like season I can't remember season one or two's finale off the top of my head. Season three's finale was such a like, like like you said the extra fucking ugh. like mm-hmm. like I remember season three's finale being like oh my oh my god, god. that last <laughs> shot of everybody leaving. <laughs> the the house right and you just see through the window right. the 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 former the the, the father of Je- uh, Janice's dad and he's just like by himself and then it's I think like an empty chair or something right, right. and it's just like Gene leaves Barry's taken away and it's just him in loneliness and it's like you see just this giant fucking crater of where Barry was which was I think the theme of the whole season right where every, you see everybody who Barry has killed their families and how it affects them and then right. it just nails that and then boom it's over and we can talk about it in a little bit but I I mean. Mm, well, I, well, we'll talk about it in a little bit once we get to the season as a whole. But as an episode, I thought it was fine. And I got to thinking, I was like, you know, is it just the fact that 30 minute episodes are like the sh- shows that are comedies? Like, is it is just impossible to finish, you know, to, to end in a crescendo or something like Succession does? But then I was like, no, because The Office had a great finale. I mean, say what you will about the shows before, but that finale, they fucking nailed it. Yeah. And then there was a show called uh, You're the Worst from a couple of years ago that was a great comedy and that finale is fantastic and it ties the themes up of the show in a perfect bow and there's like a flash forwards and then it's like beautiful like this kind of stuff you just sit there and you go fuck what a great show i'm so glad to have watched that right so it's right. not that right it's just this it's a, it's a, something that they just decided to do and make it you know that right yeah i think that that I mean, really, I think that is also my feeling on it. It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, it landed the plane, right? Like, yeah. the plane, mm-hmm. it, it, everybody gets off, everybody's happy for the flight. We didn't all clap when we landed. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, you know what? It, I'm going gonna, gonna to go ahead and say it. A season three landed the plane, and they got a big gust of wind under them, and they sort of lifted the plane up about 20 feet in the air, and they managed to bring it down again, but you already clapped, so you're kind of like, oh, well, we kind of already. <laughs> right. We kind of already did that. <laughs> right. But I mean, I'm not going to complain because you landed us and I loved, you know, you know, you being able to land again, but you know, it's, yeah, you, right. And I have a, I have a thought about Barry and Bill Hader that I will talk about when we get to the series mm. as a whole. Yeah. Um, so succession, succession landed the plane doing a barrel roll. Like mm-hmm. fucking out backwards with no landing gear. Like it, it went all out. It was the tightest shit I've ever seen. Uh, that that's probably an exaggeration, but it was incredible. <laughs> and so, uh, just to bring it to, I'm gonna have to bring something about the series as a whole, just to kind of sum up my feelings for this episode. So the the if I were to tell you uh, the series as a whole for both. Barry and Succession, I would say, I think that Succession, you you talked about this with, uh, God, what's it called? The, 
the flight attendant. I think, I, I thought Succession was like the best version of some fucking junk food I could ever have. Like, mm-hmm. ultimately, I was like, I don't really know how much this show's trying to say all the time. Like, there's definitely little commentaries, but, like, it's all very on the surface. I don't feel like there's weird, like, and, and Barry, to me, was more, you know, a hearty meal. Like, because mm-hmm. there were times where I would get through an episode of Barry, like, and be like, what are we trying to say about, you know, like, um, just certain things about culture between masculinity, blah, blah, blah. Um, like I remember having such a conflicting feeling and, and me and a friend having a full conversation about the episode where Barry, which might be the end of a season or near the end of a season, Barry's, or maybe it was the first episode of a different season. I don't know, but Barry's freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it has to be early cause it's Gene Cousineau's in his trunk and mm-hmm. he goes into Sally asking her to cast Gene when she's like running oh. that show and yes, he fucking yes, blows up and he's, and he's mm-hmm. screaming in her face. And I remember having this weird thing, like, because he was like, my friend was like, you know, it's it's wild to me that, like, he, he just said it felt so weird to him, like, because Barry's unhinged, right? He's got a bunch of, he's like, he's doing that talk to text in the store that shit. Oh, yes. <laughs> but he's like, his thing was, he was like, you know, he's saying this, and I'm like, I don't know, it feels kind of, like, fair? Like, I, and he, like, I'm not saying that his reaction was the correct reaction, but, like, I don't think it's all that crazy to have the reaction that he is, given the circumstances, right? Of course she doesn't know that Gene Kusno's in his truck and he's murdered a bunch of people, but, like, I, I can see why if you were in those shoes... You'd be like, all I'm fucking asking you, I'm here for you every time you need me. All I'm asking you is this one thing, and you're fucking me, right? Like, I, I get the the feeling. And so, like, there were so many times in the show where I was like, I don't, I'm trying to figure out what we're trying to say. Um, whereas, again, Succession, to me, felt like junk food. Like, it was great, don't get me wrong, but, like, jokes between Tom and Greg. And, and you know, like, it was just people backstabbing each other. But, like, and it, so it just kind of felt... But then I get the season series finale on both and I switch, right? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe Barry is kind of junk food in succession because succession did so much in that last episode. Like it, it did so much for the characters, for the plot, the message, the mm-hmm. everything. Right. And so I'm just, what did you think? No, yeah, I, I totally 100% agree in terms of it landing it. I, 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 I'm most impressed in something that I, I listened to another podcast talk about where they said, you know, they they were like, I don't know if you've noticed, but like every episode is only like about 24 to 36 hours. It's all pretty much a day. Every episode has been a day. Oh, yeah. Every episode is like, it, yeah. They said it's what, eight episodes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they so were like, like the, it was it was Mark Mylod, who's like one of the main guys, I guess, directing a lot of the episodes. Mm-hmm. He was like. We didn't exactly nail it down, but it's between, like, eight and ten days. Like, it's, right. everything happens in, like, eight to ten days. Right. And that's crazy because, like, I feel like that that sort of thing is always very gimmicky. I think it, it lends itself to being very, like, the, the show 24, right? Right. Or, um, you know, these movies that are like, oh, it all takes place in one night, right? And have to bend themselves backwards to be like, well, why didn't that person get there in that time? Like, the only, you know, the very good movies do it. 
like Die Hard and then it, you know, the, the sun's coming up when the movie ends, but they, they nailed it, right? Like, right. but some of the ones that try to force themselves into, it all takes place in one week. Oh, we got, right? It, it always, things feel off. The time feels off. And so for them to do this and to nail every single day, and then the finale was like, well, they got so much stuff going on, right? Like, how are they going to do, you know, post the election and post this and that? And then, you know, post the funeral. And I'm like, how, how is it all going to like come together in an hour? And I was really worried about that because I was like, they're going to yeah. like, Try to force themselves into that just because the rest of them have been in day. This the finale, which is supposed to bring everything together. How is it going to be both series finale, season finale, and then also fit in the day? And they fucking nailed it, like you said, right? I think um, one of the benefits to them, while they did, they did basically stick to everything's a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like they felt beholden to it mm-hmm. in, in terms of like. <coughs> I don't feel like. The show was throwing it in your face that every every episode was just one day. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you could easily have somebody watch all the seasons. And, and if you asked them, maybe they'd be like, uh, and like if they really thought about it, they were like, maybe, you know, like a week or two. But like, ultimately, it didn't feel any more constrained than any other season. Like right. it didn't, it, it felt like maybe not the same amount of time because everything was like kind of heightened and happening quickly, but like ultimately it didn't feel like they were putting themselves into some storytelling box. Right. Um, it just happened to be perfect the way they yeah. ended up mm. that way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like they never, they never went like, what do you mean? He wants to meet us. To, I mean, they did like, what do you mean it's tomorrow? But you know, it takes 24 hours to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, are they never right. were like the, the board meeting is tomorrow, but those usually take months, right? They never do that thing right. I think the closest probably that i was like eh, i don't know about this i don't know jim was um when they had that presentation about the living plus when i was like well his dad just died and they wouldn't be able to whip this thing up they would have at least postponed it but they said they couldn't postpone it because then it would look bad so I, like they always had an explanation for it but that's like the one where i was like eh, i don't know they probably would have pushed it especially with the election but you know it was necessary but that's the only time the only time that i was like eh, i don't know but the rest of the time i was like no that makes sense oh yeah yep yeah. yep um um, what was I going to say about the finale? Uh, I thought all the you know every, every all the scenes made sense. Everything was you know fucking pushing forward, and it always oh, looked great for an hour and a half. Not bloated at all. No, like for them uh-uh. adding an extra thirty minutes, it was like everything was perfect. Yeah, you got and, to see every little character do a little thing. Basically, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like in in reprise a role. Yeah. Um, and Jerry was there. Frank and Carl, they did like a little joke. We should we stay on and Hugo and, and, and everybody else. Um, I did like, um, I was, it was, you know, you're saying there's, you know, an hour and a half and there wasn't any bloat about the halfway part, halfway point when they're on the little dinghy on the little boat thing out the, on the water. Yeah. They were like, oh, we're going to do it. Oh, we're going to crown him. And he's like on the boat. He's like, you can smile, bitch. Right. Yeah. And I looked, I like shook the tablet because we watched it on, Cindy and I watched it on a tablet. We like tapped it and it was 45 minutes to go. And I was like, no, no, God, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew I was like, what should happen is 15 minutes. They should, they would go to the board meeting, they vote no, and then that would be the show. But the fact that there's 45 minutes means that the shit's gonna go so bad. Uh, yeah, I didn't even have that realization. Um, it never dawned on me. And I'm, man, when I'm bought in, those things never do. Um, like, and so, mm-hmm. for example, you could have convinced me it was 45 more minutes because they were going to have some, like, we were going to go more in depth on, like, getting the votes. Because they do, like, have the whole moment where they're, like, tallying who is in what spot. And I know Rome is, like, the pivotal voter. But, like, Mm -hmm. 
things could easily go south. You know what I mean? Like any right. one person flips and we're back. So I thought maybe that's what we were going to get to. But either way, like, I, I, I 100% get what you're saying. But I actually didn't have that inkling. Like, I remember after that moment, I was like, holy shit, we're going to do it. And I remember, like, I had the moment where I was like, no way. Right? No way is this show going to do this because that's not, like, how this show feels. But then I, like, I was like, but it seems like it. And I was like, bought it. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that fucking, the mom had a surprisingly, uh, decent episode. She hadn't really been around much, but she, right. she had a nice little part this episode. And I love that um, everybody got like a little weird line or something. Like, yeah. I'm sure you've been seeing them on Twitter where she's like, oh, I hate heads in their eyeballs. And she's talking about like, she's like, I, yeah, I hate human, uh, I hate human, or she's like, yeah, I hate eyeballs. And she, and she was like, human eyes. And she's like, <laughs> <clears throat> she says, "Yeah, I hate the thought of little balls of jelly rolling mm. around in someone's head, face eggs." Um, she got a great line. Greg got the, uh, you know, we, I was wondering if we could, uh, you know, quad it up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> full quad, full quad. Yeah, he got a great God. line. Do it because it was one. I fucking oh, just um, people have been making fun of it on Twitter. Where Stewie's like. He's like, I'm Team Ken, baby. I'm a no. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So everybody was like, no. all he had to say was no. And he's like, you know me, I'm Team Ken, baby. <laughs> You're a fucking weirdo, bro. And then, um, of course, the best one. I'm the eldest boy. Like, uh, I, I felt my skin crawl when he said that. I was like, oh, my God. Because they had just cut, you know, like a couple of shots before they cut to, you know, the things you can hear outside. Right. Yeah. Which was pretty much everything. So he says that a couple lines later. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like that's when it was over. Yeah. Like even yeah. even when he was lying about having not killed that guy, I was like, yeah. okay, maybe he can salvage this or whatever because he's being fucking dumb. But the moment he said, "I'm the eldest boy," I was like, oh my god. Yeah. What an all timeline. Yeah. He uh, he also has the line where he's talking to Stewie that I can't remember exactly what he says, but uh, like, God, I have to look it up. It, mm-hmm. it, it's a banger of a line. Um. But yeah, uh, someone was like fucking uh, the mom's husband Jerry. They were like uh, he had the line uh, last last episode. Where he was like, "Daddy's here." Like, shut up! Like, <laughs> shut yeah, the they fuck had up. That guy trying to sell them on some bullshit. And they, if they when they leave, they're like, "That's a waste of fucking time." Hey. Like, bro, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> These are nice condos. They're not you know nothing that you you would ever stay in, but they're nice. They're nice. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he's pushing. <laughs> So, all right. So, uh, I think that covers the episode itself. Yes. Uh, for either. So, let's go to the season. Yeah. Um, this, I think, I think I like season four of Succession more than Barry, but I don't yes. think it's, I don't think it's as big of a difference between the finales. Um, I think, I don't want to say it's a bad move, because I, I it, it worked right like we got through it and i don't hate the show because of it mm-hmm. but like the the time jump forward was such a jarring fucking thing and i feel like it didn't give us enough time i feel like we should have had mm-hmm. an in between mm-hmm. of them like season 4 man all right so here's the thing i hate doing this but like i really think season 4 should have been him and sally escaping dealing with gene where he ends Mm up uh hank dealing with the fallout of the chechens and starting chechens and Mm -hmm. and losing crystal ball blah 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 
Fuchs, and then season five, which is non-existent, but season five, that's what, like, you could jump forward yes. between season four and season five. Yes, that is exactly. And yep. a little mm-hmm. more, and I think that shows that perfect. Would that, you ended on that, the cliffhanger is that that shot where the kid comes in, and it's like, you think it's Barry in the past, but he comes in, and it's Sally and uh, Barry, like, old, you know? And he gets yeah. up, and he's like, I'll go talk to him, because I think one episode ends that way, right? He goes, I'll go talk to him, and he gets up, and it, like, cuts to the black. Yeah. I think that would have been a clip. Holy shit! Because I thought, because if I don't know if you thought the same, but I thought that that was just a flashback to Barry growing up like that, right? Yeah, I thought it was then, like you mean that episode. Yeah, well, just the end, you know, because it's like two oh, kids yeah. fighting. He's like, he doesn't know what Call of Duty. Oh yeah, yeah, right. And I'm like, oh, it's probably like Barry because he, you know, he's probably like a kid in the first Call of Duty. Or I don't know. I was just like trying to. I was like, oh, it'll probably be like it's him, like a flashback. And then yeah. when he ran inside and it was Sally and, ba- and Barry, I was like, oh my god, right? It would, that would have been a cool little cliffhanger. You start season five with that, and I actually don't mind time jumps with, between seasons because I think it allows you to not be stagnant. It allows you to flex your muscles, maybe do jokes you wouldn't otherwise do. Like I think Parks and Rec did a flight, uh, time jump in its last season. And I think they did a lot of like time jump, uh, like, you know, time, not time travel, but like, you know, uh, you know, we said all our, you know, ever since president, you know, the president Dwayne Johnson came into office, he does these things this way. You know what I'm saying? Like little jokes right. like that, like, like demolition man jokes. And, um, the leftovers, I think did also did something like that. And I think in both cases, it allows you to really change your mojo. Right. And I think right. that would have been great because then you see everything eight years later and you can do completely different things. Maybe they're the same characters, but you can go down different, so many different paths. It doesn't have to be just running from the cops because it's like, well, they've been away for eight for years. Right. So I, I think I think you're right. And I think I am against you know TV bloating. But I think I'm, I... that's what I was saying. Like, I hate to say this, like, because I don't want to be the guy that's like, we need we really should have went with another season. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, like. I'm exactly. okay things ending when they end, but like exactly. this one, I really feel like they could have, we yeah. could have expanded upon things and felt a little more thorough with how everyone's story goes. Yeah, exactly. Especially because, like, I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but I think an early episode of the sh- of this show, I said I was, I think it was when season three ended of Succession. I think I don't think you'd started it yet, or maybe it was the end of season two. It was one of the end of the seasons. I was like, it was great, it was fantastic. I really hope it ends next season because yeah. I don't. It was season three succession, and I, it was, I think, yeah, I think I finished it, like, not that long before season four started, and then right. we talked about it again, and you were like, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of when this show needs to end. Yes. Because I, you were saying, like, basically, I don't know how many more times these people can backstab each other. Exactly, in this right, like this one right here, right? Like, if this if this had been the season finale, I'd be like, so Ken got, you know, he got fucking yeah. Lucy with the football again, right? Yeah. So it's literally the, the sixth episode of the first season. Like, where is he? And he goes back and he's going to drink and then Roman and Chip are going to come. and Yeah. Right? But, and so then that's why I'm glad it ended. But I think with Barry, it's the opposite where I'm like, you could have, well, maybe just one more. Squeeze I think, in I one. think just one more. Just one. I think one more fits perfectly everything mm-hmm. we missed. Yeah. Uh, but... Overall, as a season, I think I kind of like what I said. I was like, I, I was telling a friend, she was like, "Oh no, you know, Succession's ending. What can I watch?" And I was like, "You should watch Barry." I think seasons, I think season one is pretty good. Season two is great. Season four is great, and season three is a masterpiece. And I think, like when we talked about season about season three, right? I mean, I, I was supremely, I am supremely high on it. I think it's like one of the all time great seasons of television. So. If it would have ended right there, even though it wasn't announced as a series finale, and if it had the story, if they were like, "We're not going to do another season," I think we left everything. I would have been like, "That was perfect." You, you, you right. story, he goes to jail. Gene is free, quote quote. He lost his girlfriend. He's free. That's it. 
right? And everybody's right. lives are worse because of him. You know, Crystal Ball, he has a happy-ish ending after he heard all his men get torn apart by fucking tigers and the most horrific thing you can hear. Right. And then it ends. But yeah, it would have like, been perfect. It would have been perfect. But they brought another one back, but I'm not complaining, right? Because even though right. it doesn't reach the heights of three, I think there's so much good here that I think it's there's like little flashes of really fucking awesome, amazing, like sort of like really like kind of terrifying things, right? Like, like the sand pit, I think I thought, you know, right. the sound of him getting under or that shot that I was like, Oh my gosh, when Sally's closing all the doors and there's just a man in all black behind her. Right. Oh yeah. Like, creepy. Like just like really. And the door slams. Thing. Oh yes. Let me just bam. Right. And yeah. then, or the, you know, uh, filmmaking stuff like the shot of what's his name? Um, Noho Hank trying to blow up the house with a rocket. And oh then my he, like, god! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> curves left, and he's like, "All right, another rocket." And the guy's like, "He's like, you only brought one rocket." <laughs> he was like, "You're the one that told us to watch our budget." Uh, so little things like that, like there's like little moments in the season that really shine. That I'm like, "God damn!" There's no other and, show I can mean, do this. Uh, the the end of uh, God. I think it's what the last thing that happens before the time jump. The oh yes, is it? Wait, are you talking about when ball? you tried- Getting um, walking out the door. Oh yes, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just uh, what's his name? Anthony Harrigan. Uh, Harrigan. Okay, Harrigan. One or the other. Yeah. Okay, Anthony Harrigan. It's just him, like because you hear the thing going on outside. Oh yeah. And the part of filmmaking that was like incredible to me, and I wasn't sure. Like I was like, am I imagining that? And then I listened to, um. So Bill Hader was doing a weekly uh, episode recap on the ringer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he stopped after like episode five, I'm assuming because of the writer's strike. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like miss it because there were some things, but like, anyways, I was like, maybe I'm just imagining it, but he, he mentions it. So it was definitely on purpose, which is that the dude that walks in to tell him that it's done. He's like, I'm sorry. He's wearing almost identical, like, it's not an identical outfit, mm. but it's close enough to Cristobal that because of the camera, you can only see the bottom of the Yo. shirt and the top of the pants. Mm-hmm. As he's walking back in, like, there's a part of you that's like, wait, is he not dead? Like, is, is that Cristobal coming back in, like, mm-hmm. to try and talk things over? And then it pans up and it's another guy and you're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, stuff like that is so incredible. The... <laughs> The jokes are still solid. There's that whole episode with the podcast guys that's fucking incredible. Yes, that um, bit with you. <sighs> there's there's a link. Barry walking through in the in the season finale or the season. Oh yeah, with the gun. <laughs> walking through it. the fucking target. Um, uh, oh, the the episode before I think maybe earlier, but I think it's the penultimate episode where uh, the guy's like, you know, so what do we do? Or Fuchs is like, I'm sorry, you had to see that. Uh, to the woman and her daughter. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah see that, blah, blah, blah. He's like, so what can we do? And the guy's like, I think we can take him out. I could take him out to a nice dinner. And then the guy's like, I mean, this was a surprise attack, though. So I don't know that you could. And the guy's like, I think I could still time it. <laughs> the guy's like, the, yeah, the guy's like, put a Fast and Furious movie on. He's like, which one? Tokyo Drift? He's like, it doesn't matter. They're all loud. Um, that just crazy. I looked up on YouTube, or maybe it was YouTube or Twitter, the one where, where Fugues is watching Rain Man. And he oh, sees Dustin Hoffman awesome. and Tom Cruise. And he goes, that's us. And they, just, they fucking play the music from Rain Man. <laughs> Incredible. And that's oh. the same thing. Like, I would have loved, because that's the last time. 
I think after that, Barry escapes, and then you don't see if he if you doesn't see him until the the season finale. And I think their scenes are always so great together, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like uh, fucking Pinky in the Brain, right? It's like, right. um, I think their interactions were great, and I think another season, like you said, would have been great for those kinds of interactions. Same thing with Gene, right? Um, uh, it's just like a little. It, it, it's hard to to sort of pinpoint down or really explain that that it comes up like an a minus there's like a little extra like a little sparkle of something that was there in season three like there's no episode even close to that episode with the motorcycle chase from season three right oh my god that, um, that shit is still like top tier for me so good or even the the sequence where barry like dies for a second and he's on the beach and he sees everybody that he's killed and he's just about to like i guess die and he gets pulled back and right when he gets pulled back he sees the dad of the guy he killed and he's like killed himself he's blown his brains out in the hospital yeah. like that kind of shit like you just kind of like sit there and go fuck man but so right. there isn't really quite anything like that in the season but i think i, I texted you i was like a season a fourth season of barry is better than 95 percent of the shit that's on tv right like easily for sure so there's that um Succession, I mean, was God. The as far as the season goes, I mean, we talked about how every episode's a day. Mm-hmm. The funeral episode is one of the best episodes on TV, and like, yeah, that was bro. <laughs> These characters are all pieces of shit, right? Like we had, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> all right. How do I don't know how to reconcile this? This is a TV show with actors. Reading scripts. And like... That fucking... In my head, I'm like, that speech was fucking incredible. Like, which I guess, like... Like, Kendall's speech. I'm like, it's just... That was so fucking good. And like, I'm like, I can't believe it was that good. But like, really, it's just a guy, like, reading... But like, it doesn't matter. It's It was Mm -hmm. done so well that it like, feels real. Also, I guess to a certain degree, most speeches are written. So, like, I guess it's <laughs> it's not that weird, really. But, like, I just like so much of it. Because, cause, like, Ewan's whole thing is, is true, right? And, like, somehow the writing managed to get Kendall to both admit that those things might be there and those problems do exist... Mm-hmm. But that also, like, it doesn't fucking matter. And even as someone with a predisposition to hate his Logan Roy's character, because I know he's based on the Murdochs and they're wild pieces of dog shit, like, in that moment, I'm like, Kendall's right, though. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he's like, when Kendall's like, you know, like, despite all these awful things, he's like, he was a doer. Like, he's a guy who got shit done. Right. He... He, in the face of any group of people, he was able to do whatever he needed to do. And when he's like, and God, I hope I have some of that in me. I was like, that shit's fucking like goosebumps. Mm-hmm. I was like, that shit's incredible. Yeah. And um, it's, it, it, and that sort of, I mean, I was, when he said that, it reminded me of something that Shiv said, I think in the earlier season where she says, he's like, you think you're always fucking right because you just bully people and you push your way into being right. So then you always go, look, I was right. But that doesn't mean that you were when you said the thing. Right. Right. And so I think that I mean, the whole time he was like, you know, I mean, he just pushes, you know, he just like had this force in him. I was just thinking about that line where he's like, 
is this was not necessarily that he had this force to be right or that he was always the champion. It's just that he just, he was like, I want to do that thing. And he just pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and got it done. And so he was like, see, I told you that thing was going to get done. And he's like, that's not, that's not what, you know. Right. He, it was like the sheer force of will. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm, this is a shitty example, but it's very current. Like, the Heat are not a better team than the Celtics, but like, Jimmy was like, fuck it, bro. Like, we're going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what, we're going. And right. that is like the force of will does mean something, even in exactly. the face of everything else. Um, and like it just that funeral was incredible. Um, um, I thought the before we move on from the funeral, I thought the, the line that um, you know Ewan says, James Cromwell, you know, he says he's like, you know, he fed them the meagerness in men, and you know, he made the world worse. But you know, maybe I have a little bit of that in me too. I mean, they both kind of said the same thing, where it's like we're related to him. And we can't really hold ourselves in a high horse and be like, we're better than him, you know, because we're, quote, quote, good men. And then without realizing that, eh, I don't know, we're not that far. Right. From and, like, him. also, uh, I listened to the the Succession podcast, like the official HBO one. Mm-hmm. And they had James Cromwell on after that episode. And basically, like, his point for bringing that up was that, like, you know, Ewan thinks that, like, like you said, he fed the dark flame you know what I mean? Like it, mm-hmm. it brought the world kind of to its knees um, and is, is instilled awful values. But when like, he was like the, the meagerness thing where he's like, I, you know, and maybe I have some of that meagerness in me too, was like kind of a moment of realization, at least not necessarily right then during the speech, but like, as he's thinking of what to say, it's like, while all that to be said about Logan Roy doing all this to make all this money and have all this money, like you are also rich. Like you also mm-hmm. have tons and tons of money. And he was like, and I think maybe Ewan realizes that like, maybe it's not possible to be a person with that much money without having fucked up some yourself and, mm-hmm. and done some awful things. Like, like you really can't be a virtuous person and end up with all that money. So like that's right, exactly. like, he's somebody like, got fucked along the way. Right. And so he's like, you know, maybe, maybe some of that's in me too. And kind of the unspoken part is that like, I don't really want to admit it, but like maybe we all have it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like we're all willing to do some of those awful things a little bit. Um, but yeah, his pitch <laughs> line in that, I don't know why it killed me so much. But fucking Roman's like, way to go to Greg. And Greg's like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to cut his legs out from underneath him? <laughs> like, like, really, though, what do you want him to do? You want him to just, like, exactly. chop the man it down? He's, like, fucking dead staring. Greg. He's like, oh, what? He's like an old, tying, giant old man. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Like, what? Am I supposed to just hurt him in the middle of this funeral? Like, his brother goes to speak, and I just fucking beat the dog shit. I don't, like, I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I loved... Um, I, one thing about the season that I think um, I missed, but it was necessary because, it, you know, when you get up to the climax and you get it, you, you finish thing up, you know, ain't shit funny. And, you know, I forgot, you know, I missed episodes that might be a little bit lighter. Well, of course, you know, because this season, you know, we had the fucking the death in episode three and then the fun- in the election episode and then the funeral and then, you know, the Caesars finale. And of course, I'm not saying that it would have to be wacky and funny, but I do miss those lighter moments of the show, which were some of my favorite. Like when he got the UTI and everybody was like trying to, you know, <laughs> the like piss mad king. <laughs> right. He's like, oh, they're selling. Like, oh, what does he want? Does he want? Oh, he wants us to sell it, everybody. You know what I'm saying? Right? <laughs> 
and so um, like that, right? But of course, there's no space for that in this season, which I understand. It's totally fine, but I I did miss it because it's just think, my favorite episodes. But I do think they found a good way with uh, uh, I don't know if the name will mean anything to you, but David Rash. Mm-mm. Um, which is Carl. Uh, he had oh. he oh, yes. unexpected MVP of this season, bro. Oh yes, mm-hmm. he had oh, yes. so yes, many fucking moments. So, oh, oh, chuckles, <laughs> fucking chuckles, chuckles the, the clown. clown I, don't think so. I, I think not. <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, you know, I'm gonna be super nice to you, but uh, you know, everybody thinks that you're just the interloper who nobody trusts, and the only guy who had your back is dead now. And just, there's something like that. Like you're fucking useless, but you know. In, in the best way. In the best way. Yeah. And then he has, like, a legitimate moment with Kendall where he's like, because I think Kendall's kind of talking shit to him. And he's like, look, like, you have my dick in, or, yeah, you have, you have my dick in your hand, but I have your dick in mine. Like, I, I mm-hmm. like, despite you thinking that you, like, were, like, he's like, I know all the numbers you just fudged. Like, I, you're not just going to push me around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a legitimate moment. Um and then, like, I didn't hear anybody mention it, but I swear to God I heard it. In the funeral episode, I think he's watching the video and laughing at Roman. Yes. Yeah, he's yes, like, yes. He's, he, call, he calls him a sow, like a pig, like crying. Yeah. I was like, God damn, bro. Yeah, and then he's like, Jerry's like, come on, man. He's right there. He's like, no, look, it's so funny. You can hear, you can hear him <laughs> on, the, on the video. <laughs> God, Carl, like I said, Carl, like, out of nowhere, MVP, right? Like, like because... Mm-hmm. I mean, his character was not, like, completely nothing, but basically a nothing burger. And then, like, all of a sudden, he was just spitting these bangers. Yeah. Ugh, bro, I did the fucking a... clown killed me, bro. <laughs> I think not. <laughs> I fucking... I, like, there was a, a scene that I was really thinking about that I thought could go either way in my mind. And it has been going either way in my mind. Um, Before we move on to Barry as a series, which was... The, he has a... It was Shiv looks at the mausoleum in the previous in the funeral episode and she's just kind of taking it back and she goes to carl and frank and they're she's like hey like come on just tell me the truth like is my dad a good guy like basically like right like tell me right and i saw a tweet that was pretty much her asking like you know is my dad like did he do anything really bad right like should i should i look back at him as somebody who was pretty much evil right and they both some and i could read it both ways um one of them i thought it was a nothing answer I yeah. thought it was like, a, we don't really want to tell you what we think. So we're exactly. going to give you yes. this textbook answer. Yeah. It's like when Coach, it's fucking both teams played hard, my man. Like, fucking, fucking... Yeah. Exactly. That's what I said. He's like, somebody Somebody on Twitter was like, they're so afraid of him that they think he's going to fire them from the grave. Right. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, you know, he's a good guy, you know. But then another one, I, 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 like to them, he just was that guy. Right. And I kind of was felt reinforced in, in that thought when they had that home video where he's just talking to them and he's like, friend, you know, yeah. either having that, that, that singing thing where he, you know, he's like, he's just, you know, what you see is what you got. And I do think that I think for them, they're just built. They're kind of, they're the version of him. That's like the underling of him of like an old world where one guy took lead and the other guys just kind of hung out with him, but they, 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 they were the same in terms of what they were built from. So like, what I mean by that is like, they, were like, why do they all these? In my mind, I'm thinking that they're like, why do all these people want more from him? Why do they want love and affection? They're getting the fruits of his labor. Like that's it. That's all. You yeah. know, what you saw is what you got. Like he was just, he was just an old guy, and we are too. Like, what do you want from us? Like he treated us yeah. like shit, but we knew our role, and we didn't hate him for it. 
we were just part of it, right? Yeah. And and so I don't I don't know. I, I I could easily go either way sometimes. Like I I thought about it and I was like, I could easily see like them like when he's like like basically in their mind, her asking, is he a good guy? Is like them being like, What are you talking about? That's not a thing that we traffic in, right? There is no good and bad. You either make the deal or you don't, and that's it, right? Yeah, the, I can the see idea that. of asking the goodness of somebody is like it's just he was just a, you know what does he say he's like he was a he was a salt, salt, salty dog or something like that I think he says yeah. that right. he was just yeah, a salty I, dog. I think the answer was basically like a I'm gonna be polite I guess the way I read it was like I said like mm-hmm. you know we're being polite but because too. your yes. dad just died and like I think both things can be true I think it can be a polite answer that basically they say you know he was a salty dog they could have said. He was a fucking asshole, but mm-hmm. ultimately, and still meant that like he was a fucking asshole. But like, you what you saw is what you got. Like you were never unsure. Like you know what I mean. Like he yes. was very straightforward, and it was like that's well respected, mm-hmm. even by mm-hmm. us, even by the people he was an asshole too. Like you kind of have to respect the, like the. Like you said, that force of will, right? Like there was never, and like Kendall says, there was a, never a room between the poorest poor person or the richest rich person that he couldn't function and be comfortable in. And like, I think that's like a level of like, you you respect that in a person, despite the fact that they may be a giant asshole. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like a little like, yeah, a little bit of both. I think, I think you're right. But I do think I lean more toward yours, but then... Sometimes, like, I'll be... I, I don't know. When, the way you said it, I was like, fuck, maybe now I'm leaning to, more towards ever, which I feel like just means... <laughs> where did this... This happened to us once before. I can't remember what it was about, <clears throat> but... Oh, Dirk versus Kevin Garnett. Um, we had that thing where, like, we both gave our cases, and then we both started to swing back the other way. You no, know, we were like, well, uh, you did. Like, it's either one, right? Because, yeah, it's exactly the same. I feel like exactly the same, right? Any day, given day, you, you tell me they meant this. Because, like, if, if it would have been... Not Frank and Carl. If it would have been maybe somebody younger, like Carolina and Frank, or even Jerry and Frank, or you know, a woman or somebody younger, I'd be like, they're, yeah. they're bullshitting. But they're all the yeah. same age. They all come from that same sort of, you know, they've both been CFOs of companies for forever. You know, like like these these seasons of succession have been, what, just like three or four also, years? Also, they were his right-hand men, basically. They were right. his dogs. They were, yeah, exactly. And even though he fired... Which you need to fire Frank, right? In the season one, because yeah. he sided with Kendall. It was like, you know, these. It was one of those things. I feel like Frank knew why he had to do it, right? Like he fired him, and Frank yeah. was like, "Fuck, I guess." Like I did, yeah, like God. I did side with the enemy, so I guess that's what's got to happen. Exactly. He was like, "This is bullshit." You know, this is bullshit, uh, Logan. You can't do this. And, you know, these succession seasons have happened over the course of not four years, but I think like two or three, right? Yeah. And. So for Frank, that's like for both of them, it's like nothing, right? It's just another hump in the in the next business thing. They're like, well, you know, golden parachute, or we give it one more go, right? Because they're like, could we keep it going? Yeah, probably, or you know, whatever. Or we could just like check out and do whatever. Um, and and, and, and like I said, you know, it couldn't be Jerry and Frank or somebody else because it, they would have then they're clearly lying because even Shiv says that, right? He's like he couldn't fit the what does he say? He couldn't fit a whole woman in his head, right? And I, yep. I, I thought that was a great way of putting it, where he's like the idea of 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 a woman who would be even remotely to his equal was just not, he doesn't even think about it. Um, there was another tweet that I heard about, or that I read about, they're talking about like why he just told all of them, no, it'll be you. No, it's you. No, it's you. It's because he never once really considered a world without him because it, it just, it, it wasn't even a thought that, that could have been formed in his brain. 
right? Yeah. Kind of like how I said, you know, where where they're like, "Was my dad good?" And Frank and Carl, are like, "What are you, what are you talking about? That's not, that's not a, a, a channel that that's not a language that we speak. You're, like, you're that's speaking not a currency we accept. Like. Exactly, exactly. If you'd be like, excuse me, Mister Logan, when you pass, who's next? Or like when you retire, who's next? He's like, there is no me. You know, I am the light. There is no before me. There is no after me. There is just me. So the idea of me picking a different one is like saying. You know, what are you going to do when the sun comes up at three in the morning? It's like it doesn't, it doesn't, there are no, it defies the the, the, the laws of gravity, right? Like it's, right. it's, it's in, you know, um, indisputable, right? So, um, yeah, I thought, yeah, I just wanted to yeah. talk about that line. But. No, for um, sure. Um, but anyways, I think the season as a whole, all right, so there's the fucking episode where he dies, which is mm-hmm. just a fucking, like, that that shit's incredible. Submit that shit yeah. for Emmy for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, the funeral, the final episode. Um, I know there's an episode in here, not another episode. I'm sure that I'm missing. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. Um, Succession season four. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, the scene where they're all, they all go to that island with. Uh, yeah, actually, no, nah, yeah, it's it's all fucking, it's all great. Um, the Living Plus episode, solid. Mm-hmm. The whole election episode, solid. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it, that, that season's a, you know, one of the all-time seasons, I think, for that show, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the seasons um, for Barry and Succession. And last, we'll talk about each series as a whole. And... Um, are you okay with me starting with Barry on this one as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, man. So, as I said before, I felt like there were so many times in Barry's where I was like, I think there's like a lot of subtext here. Mm-hmm. And one thing, while I said I did miss having uh, Bill Hader, that him speaking on each episode, uh, one thing that it, this is going to sound... Alright, this is gonna sound like an insult, and and maybe there's no other way to take it but an insult. But I I stand by it based on listening to Bill Hader talk about each episode. I think that Bill Hader fell into every single one of these ideas, which is to say that like there would be a guy talking to Bill Hader about the episode, and they talk about this thing that happens, and the guy would be like. You know, I do think it's interesting that you made this decision because it does kind of highlight these things. And Bill Hader was like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like, yeah, I guess it does. And, like, so much of it felt like he would hear those things and be like, I never thought of it that way. (laughs) And what I wonder, I guess the way I'm going to turn this not into an insult is that I wonder if it's, like, if he's got such just an innate understanding of how complex people are that like it it's a just a natural kind of thing to him in that like right and you guys maybe you he's go, not he doesn't a, go you don't yeah like he doesn't he i think he just thinks like i'm trying to think how to explain it like he'll the guy would say like barry does this and this kind of accentuates that Barry's never had a father figure. Like, that's just a super basic example. Like, and that's not what he says. I'm just coming with that quick thing off the top of my head. And he would be like, huh, yeah, I guess it is. Like, he didn't realize that. But it's like, 
maybe he doesn't realize that point A is caused by point B, but he knows that people that don't have father figures act in this way kind of innately and doesn't yeah. necessarily connect the two. Do you get what I'm right. saying? Like, right. like no, yeah. if, if you give a biography of each person, like uh, like a uh, work uh, war veteran that is left, you know, like no other real talents, has an anger issue, blah, blah, blah. And he comes up with Barry. I don't know that he connects all the dots to why Barry acts the way he does, but it's still like a perfect match. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I can 100% see that. And it's kind of like the Spielberg thing that we talked about last week. I was, I literally was thinking that the whole time, but I didn't have a way to fit it in my <laughs> thing. Where you were like, uh, Spielberg, the guy was saying that like, do you think that maybe you had like a scientist play music through a computer oh, yeah. as a way of like marrying your parents together? Mm-hmm. And he was like, holy shit, like, maybe I did. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, like, and, and it just clicked. Maybe he, like, subconsciously just knew how to do that. Same thing with, like, his framing. He just knows, how, like, it just, like, some people just tell stories. They just, like, know how to write. They know how to shape, paint. They know how to do everything. It just right. comes. It's natural. It's, like, it, it's a little bit of, it's mentioned in Guardians 3. I know you haven't seen it yet, but it, it's mentioned, like, true inspiration. Where does that come from? And it's it's kind of like um i'm not saying that i'm the same because i'm nowhere near it but in terms of um like for like for me at home i i keep things pretty organized right i do you know i i, I do i don't know i'm trying to think of something like i do laundry every two weeks just so that i don't run out of underwear and that's it right um and i'll be explaining that to somebody and then they'll be like i'll be like yeah you know just did my laundry because you know, i gotta run another thing and this and that and i'd be like wait wait why would i do this I, I let my laundry end and then i do it i'm like oh so you guys don't think about it that way? Like, for me, it just comes naturally right. to do certain organizing things here at home, whereas other people, you know, they have to try. And that's oh, not, I'm not saying that, that I'm... Like, I run into oh. that shit at work all the fucking time. People, right. will, like, I'll watch somebody do a thing at work, and I'm like, why did you... I, I'd literally just be like, I, why did you do it that way? And yeah, they, like they would be like, well, how should, how should I do it? And I'd be like, well, this is clearly faster if you just do it this way. And they're like, people would be like... Oh, who taught you that? And I'm like, nobody. Like, I just, just like, like, that's mm-hmm. clearly the answer. Like, I, I'll help people with stuff that I have no experience in at work. Like, they'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, how do I do this? And I'll be like, well, looking at it, it just looks like you would do this. And that ends up being the answer. They're like, oh, how'd you know? I'll be like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it just, that seemed kind of obvious. Exactly. Yeah. But then otherwise, like, I'm fucking other things up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I have no organizational skills at home. Um, it's just like it, everybody has their own thing that they kind their of, own thing that it's like, like it just comes it just comes naturally. Like I think I'm like that with that, and also um, I'm really good with maps or something. Like you know, like I sort of recognize where I am because I I was um we were at a bar a couple weeks ago, and my buddy and his girlfriend were across on the other side, and he had like Google Maps open just to show something, and I forget what it was, and he was like, "Here's where I grew up," and he like zoomed in, he typed in his address, and I was like, "Oh, you want to see where, where Ashboro's from?" And like I zoomed all the way out. And like I zoomed all the way in North Carolina, like with, <laughs> upside down, like not even like looking at the cities. I'm like, and zoom, 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 and right there. And I <laughs> like without even like looking at the city or anything, because I knew what the highways looked like. I knew what the city, what the streets looked like. And I just zoomed all the way in. And he's like, right there. And he's like, how did you do that? You were, you're upside down. Like, what do you like? And I was like, yeah. And then I live, zoom, 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 zoom out, scroll, 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 right <laughs> there. And it just comes, like it just happens. Right? And so in my mind, I'm like, wait, does everybody not? do that with maps like knows exactly where they are at all times and which way the sun comes up in the directions and shit <laughs> right. um 
And so it just, it just like some people have it, some people don't, and some people have it in certain things, and some people don't. Like some people are really right. good writers, some people are really good singers. And I think you're right. I think with Bill, it like he just it, the idea of a story of good and bad of. And I feel like things, he gets people, he just, even if he doesn't understand why they act the way. Why he does. exactly? Right. He goes, "Tally's going to do this," or him and his team say, "Tally's going to do that," because that makes the most sense. Because in his brain, just goes, "That's the one that makes sense," even if he can't go. Well, you know, I have this great idea. It's going to be about, you know, the need for su- for support in an abusive household. It just clicks. And so I think right. that that's that's what makes it I mean, if it is him, that's awesome. And right. if it is so him, like, that's awesome too, but I'd love to see where he goes next because of that. Right. Like All right, so a thought that he caught that I didn't, but like it's the I I feel it seemed like such a simple thing to him. And I, again, it wasn't like a very deep thing, but I think it's a level of just like I said, like I think he just gets people. And he was like, they were like, you know, why did, why do you think that Sally was so willing to just leave with him? And mm-hmm. he was just like, oh, he he just makes her feel safe. Like, and that, like that's such a big part of it. And like, of course, the things go back to like an abusive boyfriend, and you know, her parents don't really seem to give a shit about her, and blah mm-hmm. blah, and they like. You know, maybe maybe there's all these things you could pull, but I think he just innately knew that, like, she seems like the kind of person that would just wants to feel safe. And so mm-hmm. Barry does give that, and that's all she needs. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know that he's connecting all the dots. I'm sure he's connecting some, because, like, that's a very surface-level thing. It's also very blatant in the episode. But, like, yeah. just that level of, like, you know, I just think, like, he was, it was so matter-of-fact to him. I think, I think she just, you know what I mean, like... That's the thing she needs, and he has it. So all the other stuff just kind of falls away. Um, right, right, mm-hmm. exactly. So but yeah, but I think I think that sort of thinking just feeds the series as a whole and keeps it fresh and keeps it exciting. And there was never a moment. It was it. it there was never a moment. I mean, of course, I knew in the immediate, but there was never a moment where I knew exactly what was going to happen next, and it never was that, which I right. think is super exciting. Um, and, you know, you always thought that maybe he was going to redeem himself, but he didn't, and he always ended up a piece of shit. And then the final, the penultimate shot of the series just like just goes, "Hey, motherfucker!" and stabs you right in the right in the stomach. Like yes. I literally went like, oh, "Jesus!" I literally said out when I when that scene, the clip where he's like, "Jim Cousin, no serving life," and then Barry Berkman, you know, he got buried in Arlington with full honors. I just went, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> yeah, just bleak, bleak shit. But it, it perfect bow on the series as a whole, and I think it'll go down. You know, as I mean, you and I, I think both agree as one of the all-time, all-time greats. Yeah. Um, so Succession as a series as a whole, um, and I guess, I guess I didn't really talk about this part of the episode specifically, um, because I think a lot of it kind of is tied in together so well. But like, God, like somehow, none of the characters, despite all this backstabbing, all this bullshit all these twists, all of the characters are, like, the most consistent characters in any fucking show. Like, never once do I see Kendall do something, and I'm like, really? Like, Kendall Mm -hmm. does that? Mm -hmm. Like, it all... Shiv? I'm like, uh... And so I saw some people that were saying, like, I don't know why Shiv... Like, it felt weird that Shiv, like, broke away at the end there. And, like... It's like, nah, like, you can see it. Like, it, they've, I mean, even on the beach, before they tell him they will do it, they're like, he's going to be fucking insufferable. Like, they're, they're, like her and Roman are both like, he's going to be awful mm-hmm. to deal with. Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, but, and I think at that moment, they realize, like, if we do want to keep the company, 
And I think at that moment, they think that's more important. He really is the only guy to do it. Um, and like, I saw they're talking about it. And the, uh, Mark Milad was like talking about that episode. And he was like, they, uh, they said, when do you, they asked him like, when do you think that Shiv started to waver? And he was like, oh, it's, it's when Kendall puts his feet on the desk. It's mm-hmm. like he he's so like cautious, right? He's like, mm-hmm. is it okay if I sit here? And they're like, yeah, it's just a fucking desk. But then he sits down, he kicks his feet up on the desk. He's all like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, immediately he's like, he looks like a dickhead, right? Like he yeah. looks like such an asshole immediately. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, God, like I could see where if you were already iffy about. And then they said, uh, someone pointed out that like I, I didn't catch it necessarily, but. As they all walk into the boardroom, there's, like, a specific shot of, before they start talking, of her just sitting there. And, like, you can, they were, like, you can tell she's, like, feeling kind of iffy about it. Like, even in that moment before the rest of it starts. And then he gets to the boardroom. He's, like, yeah, who gives a shit about the meeting? Like, just let's just do the vote because I, I got it. It's okay. You know what I mean? Like, he's such a just, he's so full of himself in that moment that it's, like, I could see immediately you being, like, Actually, you know what? Fuck this, bro. I can't. You know what I mean? Like, it, it all fits the characters. Like, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing's out of line. Yeah, um, I, I think you're totally right. I think, you know, and it's nice to see. I think Kendall's, I don't want to see the same guy he was in season one. He's definitely changed. He's more weary. And I think so is Shiv. And she's much more sort of business savvy, at least, than she was in season one. But I think the one that had the biggest change was Roman, right? He's a piece of shit. But he evolves and he becomes business savvy. But I think it's never a different kind other than him being a squirrely piece of shit who's like, well, you know, fuck you because I'm going to do this thing, right? It, right. It, it felt like a natural progression of somebody who would go through that instead of being like, well, you know, season one, he was, uh, you know, he's a, a spoiled brat. And then now he's Mr. MBA and he's he's going to change yeah. the world, right? He is the same guy, but it's the it's the, the most natural evolution I think I've seen in a, in a character in a long time, and I don't, even, I don't even, probably since like Jesse Pinkman. I don't even want to say Walter White because these are the same piece of shit, you know, insecure asshole the whole way through. Maybe he changes a little bit, but I think Jesse Pinkman's the one where he starts out one way, and then by the end he's completely different, but he's still the same guy in the way that natural somebody naturally changes, right? Right. But and and I think they all, <coughs> and even still though, like while Roman does have somewhat of an evolution, like I don't know that he's really any different like like i don't know that he his morals have changed i don't know if his values have changed you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so like his big breakthrough right is that like he's like this we're all bullshit this whole thing's bullshit like it's all mm-hmm. fake like you know what i mean like we're, we're just fucking winging it and we're not but it like it, it really is like kind of a, like we're not our dad like we are not capable of doing this um, yeah. we're kind of a joke. Um, and while that is like an evolution and like him coming to a realization, if you also told me that he said that in season one, I would be like, I could see it. It'd be a little different, but like I could see him in season one and be like, ah, what are you talking about? We're all bullshit. It's all fake. You know what I mean? Like, right, it, right. It, it's he's still the same despite these like small evolutions, these small changes. Like, I don't think he's changed in any moral ethical ground or anything like that. Um, right. Right. I think no, he's yeah, I, come to a realization, I guess. Yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 yeah. 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 I think you're right. Yeah. I think 
he, I guess I would say, like, his biggest change is just, like, being able to be in that room and feel like people actually are listening to him, but then also still be that guy who says that, but then now it maybe carries a little bit more weight because of what he's been through. If that right. Makes sense. Um, yeah. I also like, um, I like that the show, you know, goes, like you said, you know, we're all bullshit. We're all, they're all the Barry season fours. No, that's mean. That's Barry season four is pretty good. But what I mean is that they all, that what I like about the show is that it doesn't just go, they're not sideshow Bob running into the rakes the whole time, right? The show does give them little victories and showing that actually. Like, one of the things that I love to... about this show. Yeah. One of the things I love about this show that I, I had this thought, oh God, when did I have it? It was sometime after Tom starts to work at the company and he says something. I don't think it's when he's running ATN. I think it might be before that when he's still working there, but not like in that prominent of a role. But like some people were talking, Tom's doing something, somebody else is doing something. And my thought was that like, while the show does show them fucking up a lot and like they are fucking up because of character flaws, not incompetency. Like, Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it takes for granted, but like these people do seem to be able to do their jobs, yes. right? Like, like they're not like fucking up their job. They're like, you know, like Tom seems to know what he's doing at work. I mean, maybe with the fuck he freaking out about the monitors. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the the touchscreen's fucked up. This is yeah. Like, <laughs> like, but realistically, I mean, that's kind of what you would need to do in that position at that job, right? Like, you right. have to be, like, hypervigilant about every little thing and blow up about some stuff. And, and so, like, that's one of the things I, I remember early on having a thought, like, oh, these people are, like, despite all the issues, like, they're they're competent people. Like, they can mm-hmm. do the job that yes. they are needed to do at any moment. They can't fill Logan's job, but, like, their job, the regular day-to-day shit, they're competent. Like, that's right. not... Like you said, they're not Sideshow Bob stepping into the ring. Right, they're not losers, right? Because I think that would be too easy. I think um, two things. One, I think Jesse Armstrong says that in the post-show thing where he's like, you know, Ken will probably go and leave one of these like 100 or a small company or he'll do that. He won't be a loser, right? He has $2 billion. I think they each got like $2.2 billion from that deal. So he's going to go out and he's going to build something. He's going to do something. He's going to be leading something. But he's not going to be leading uh, Royco. Right, like that's what he wants. Right. Like Waystar, right? Like he's not going to be leading that empire like his dad, and that's what it's gonna. He, he's capped out at that, right? He's capped out at twelve points per game. He's not going to be an MVP, right? He's going right. to be um, Sean Marion or um, Shane Battier, right? Like he's yeah, not going to be Shane, Sean Marion. Sean Marion was a really good fucking player, so probably a little below that. And he said Shane Battier, and I'm like, that seems more like he's out there taking charges. Um, yeah. He's out there taking exactly. charges and hitting some open threes, <laughs> but he's not out here making plays. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I think, and I love, like you said, you know, you see that they're competent, but their 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 character flaws are what do, does them in. I think Ken, I think is something that it's something that I really noticed. I don't, even, I, I think I haven't really seen anybody talk about it. It's just his impatience um, of not being able to naturally do a deal. Like Logan will come in and he'll be like, Hey, he'll work you over. He'll talk about it. And then at the end, he'll be like, here, look, here's what's up. And even uh, Nate says that at the thing at at their little pre-election party, he's like, I, I I forgot how quick you are to get laid at a party. Right. Like always like, right. Like, I think if you would have left Shiv go outside, think about it or being like, Hey Shiv, you know, here's my deal again. I'm going to go. But he needed that answer. Then he needs that answer then. And then she's, and he like fucking just, you know, 
he just like you know like is he scaring the hose right like you know what i'm saying <laughs> like he's like too eager he's like too like hey just give me the answer i need the answer now right or he'll be like um like i said he's like hey nate help me out here or when he's talking to mankin he's like hey can you make that thing go away now that we're talking and he's like dude like at least wait for him to be president maybe send us some gifts be right. nice you know what i'm and saying like shift, shift comes in and she's like hey i'm here to take you away from this conversation exactly he had like, no plays it super chill and he's like mm-hmm. oh, okay and he just kind of walks away you know what i mean like right um like i right. said she's willing to play the game whereas he just he's like well, this is my kendall's, day, kendall's no foreplay all coitus like <laughs> exactly he's like, he's like okay like he probably like saw his dad at a distance and he saw them talking for two or three minutes and then his dad came up and he was like hey the deal's done and he's like well he must have gone over there and said make this deal with me and then the guy said sure and then that was it right without being like no there's there's no tact to it and i think that's so well done because a lesser show would have shown him to be a sort of um like an OCD type where he's like, oh my God, the, the elevator isn't going fast enough. Or like, um, why isn't this getting done? Right. It, it would have been, it would have played its, it's, 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 it's cards too stereotypically, but the show does it so subtly where he's like, like I said, Nate says that, you know, so quick to get late, but he never, the show never goes, Hey man, you got to slow down. It just does it. And then it shows the effects of not doing that. Right. Um, yeah. And then like Shiv's a little too, confident in in, you know maybe she has a little too much of an ego because she's been downplayed so much because like we said logan can't fit a whole woman in his head um i think like she's so sure that she's the next ceo you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying and she's so pushy about it like not in a way that kendall is pushy about the deals but she's like she's just so sure of it that it's not something she thinks she needs to tiptoe around at all Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, yeah, so, you know, I'll just go do this and take care of it, and then we'll be good, and I'll be the CEO, and she just walks out. And you can tell that Madsen's like, like I'm really starting to feel some way about this. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, he says, he's like, he had, she had too many ideas, and she's like, you are you got too much like, dip on your chip. I need somebody with no dip on their chip, no sort of pushback, no spine, no backbone, so, of course, Tom's the guy. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, I mean, every character, like I said, it's all character flaws, and it's all done perfectly. And and man, I hate to to take this take from someone that I don't even know their name, but I heard someone say, like, mention, like, all these, um, all these references to, like, this is, like, this is, this reminds me of this bit of Shakespeare. Like, this reminds me of this poem from, like, Behrman or some shit like that. And, like, that's, like, this writing's fucking incredible. You know what I mean? Like, this is, like, a real fucking writer, like, putting together a fucking Mm. piece. You know what I mean? Like, this dude knows what he's doing. He is nailing every bit of, like, what makes writing work with characters. He's he's just... I don't know what else Jesse Armstrong has done, but uh, mm-hmm. whatever his next thing is going to be, I'm 100% um, ready to to watch. You know what I mean? I'm ready to oh, yeah, see yeah. what he's Absolutely. got coming next. Yeah, I think he had a show called Peep Show that I've always heard is really good. Um, there was like a sitcom. And then he did a movie about 12 or 13 years ago um, called Four Lions. Okay. And it's about four like jihadist young men in london but they aren't good at that so they're like bumbling jihadists so they'll be oh, like man. point the rocket i think they said something like point the rocket at that truck and like the the the, the, the grenade the rocket launcher is like pointed the opposite way 
man. So that so you could see how that could be like very pitch black, but apparently it's really good. It's got Riz Ahmed, and that was like one of his first roles. And okay. apparently it's like black comedy where you could be like that could go bad like that could be bad right it could be offensive and it could also not hit its point but apparently it's really good and those are the only two things i know that he's done um but i've heard peep show is excellent now that i'm looking at it i feel like i have heard people talk about the thick of it i don't know oh and isn't that um he did the movie into the loop isn't that isn't that also on his thing and that one's great too in the loop yeah yeah so i've uh, watched that one that one's good yeah so yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. He he's clearly super talented. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so like, and the thing is, right? Like, I do. So Mark Milad was talking about it, and he was like, they, you know, they were like, "What do you think about Shiv and Tom?" And they're like, they're like, "That's not gonna last, right?" And he was like, "Actually, I kind of think this is like the best chance they've had to last." Which is that Tom is so insecure about, like, all these things. And, like, he is now the CEO. Mm -hmm. And Shiv has lost. And maybe her ego has been brought down some. And, like, this is the most level the playing field has been between them. Despite all the awful shit that's happened. Like, this is the most solid base that they've had. Um, Tom, like, as much as, like, it's, like, Tom's, like, a spineless blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, he's just a punching bag. Like, I also think that while that is the case, they did, like, that little monologue he has with Madsen at the dinner table, like, they show both sides of it, right? They show the spinelessness in that Madsen's mm-hmm. like, ah, I kind of want to fuck your wife. And I think under the right circumstances, she would probably fuck me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, he's just like, no, it's uh, fine. We're men here. You can see he's clearly he's, bothered. Yeah, he's, like, he's clearly right. bothered. And I and I think that's what Madsen is looking for, right? Mm-hmm. I think Madsen knows that this is going to bother him, and he wants to see how he takes it. And he just right. kind of deals with it. He pushes it aside, and like, but then you get the little monologue from Tom. And what, like, I think some people, a lot of people would probably walk away from the show saying nobody won, but I I do think Tom did win a little bit not mm-hmm. necessarily like he won like a separate competition you get what i'm saying he, like, he didn't win in a like himself. yeah he didn't win in a like a tom versus shiv versus kendall versus Roman right, thing. right right but like i think he i think he ultimately got what he wanted and what he needs right like because i i like while he is just like he says like a pain sponge i don't think tom I don't think that's a negative to Tom because I don't think Tom really cares about that, right? Like, his whole thing, he's like, I'm vigilant because I'm worried. Uh, You know, I I have a high tolerance for pain and anxiety. Like, it's just how I'm wired. And, and, like, I think Tom realizes that those things can be to his benefit. And he doesn't necessarily... Well, like, some people would be like, he's just a puppet. And that's how he lost. I don't... As much as Madsen's like, I'm the idea guy, I need a guy with no ideas, I don't think Tom gives a shit about having ideas. Like, I don't think it's a negative for Tom that he's not come to for ideas. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I think Tom's right, like, yes, no, that's, I'm fine just being this guy. That's what I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Maybe it's not the perfect situation, but I, I'm not bothered by it. Right. Um, yes. Yes. I think he's always. I, um, somebody in a podcast I listened to mentioned the fact that, you know, that episode where Kendall gives his uh, Living Plus speech afterward. 
uh, he goes out there and he's like, I'm part of the Royko family and you're part of the family and you're right. Oh, yeah. Just like just business, like just the most like when you think of somebody who's like who went to business school and he's a CFO, just like the, like fucking like the pulse does not go above whatever, but it doesn't go below. Right? He just kinda, right. doesn't move the needle for anybody. He's just a suit. Right. But that's yeah. what he's always wanted and is. And so for him, even if it's he's going to be reigning over a husk of a company as he slashes thousands of jobs for him. It's like, well, um, well, somebody's got to do this suit job and somebody's going to have this awesome title. So, you know, why not me? You know, even right. though he knows what he's signing on to. Right. Um, yeah. So like, I think he's fine. I think I'm not really sure what's where Roman's at, at the end of the show. I'm not really sure. I, like, I don't get a read on him. Like, is he separated and like, onto new things or is he just despondent i can't really mm-hmm. tell she, um jesse yeah. armstrong said in the in the post show thingy at the end of i the didn't episode, watch that yet so i need to watch that. uh yeah you need yeah that. yeah go watch because i think he gives a good context in terms of what he feels each one ends up at because i, I, and I do love that he does that because i think i think that you know the show isn't called the roys right it's called right. just succession so it's just a period from when his dad was toward the end to whoever comes next so it's tom it's just that little section in the middle right. and so he says something you know he says well you know for for roman he's still young he could have been a playboy and fucked around and done whatever so that's kind of what it, he's gonna go back to right this whole thing the last few years is just not a speed bump but it's just a detour of his life kind of like how you were saying you know, it's the same guy but he maybe he's a little bit more savvy in terms of business he doesn't have jerry anymore and so um at the end you know he's drinking a martini which is what jerry always drinks and so he's just like, well, you know, this is the end. He's lost Jerry. I'm sure he's still going to have Shiv. He doesn't have Kendall, maybe. Probably not. And so he's just kind of like, well, I guess I'll go back to being rich and, you know, having really, you know, being in relationships with women who I can't have sex with. Um, yay. Uh, whereas I think Kendall's the only one who's truly devastated. But that's yeah. that's what he says. He's like, he's just going to go back to being a rich guy. with. Because I, like I said, all of them, I think, got one or two billion dollars from the deal. So they're right. all going to have more money than any humans, most the vast, 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 vast majority of humans are ever going to touch or even imagine. So, and like, this is a weird take. I feel like, but like with Shiv, I feel like you know, people are like, oh, it's a loveless marriage, blah blah blah. And it's like, I, while it certainly is that way, I don't necessarily think that it was always that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, like I said, given the level playing field now. This is one of those things where, like, I could see it being, you could give me a 10-year-later update and say that they're, like, happily married with a kid. And, like, you know, they're both successful moderately. And, like, it wouldn't surprise me if one of those things where it's, like, you know, they just kind of went through the motions and kept up appearances until, like, it became, like, a functional thing. Right? You know what I mean? Like... For lack of a better term, like a fake it till you make it, but like not that, right? You get what I'm saying? Like, like you go through the motions of being husband, wife, mother, father, and like maybe after a certain amount of time, like because it wasn't always shitty, like you get some of that goodness back. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't know for sure that that's the case, but I don't think it's a hopeless endeavor, I guess is what mm-hmm. I would say. Um, Kendall is the only one where I'm like, I think he is. Well, Jesse Armstrong said, you know, he can, he has a bunch of money. He'll go run another thing. I, I, I think he is, after this, forever doomed to unhappiness, right? Like, like, like I don't, mm-hmm. it literally is a no coming back point 
You know what I mean? Like it's 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 gone. The one thing, I mean, it. He promised it to me when I was seven. You know, and like he says, like it's it that's messed up. He probably should have done that. Yeah. But like, really, at seven years old to tell a kid like you're, what are what are you going to be? You are going to be the guy running this, and just been like, and you've groomed him into that the whole mm-hmm. time. And he, you know, he doesn't work out because he is a fuck up. Um, he does have these problems. He is not Logan. You know what I mean? He's not Logan mm-hmm. 2.0. He's a different guy. But, like, ultimately, I do think that's the only thing that would have made Kendall happy. Right? And, like, right. I think yes. it's gone now. Yeah. And he um, says that, you know, he says, he's like, I'm a gear built for only one machine. Right? If I right. don't make it here, I can't, I, I'm not making it. I don't want anywhere else. I can't make it anywhere else. And maybe he right. can, but he, he it's not in the way that he wants. And I think the ending on that final tragedy of it, of being like, I'm this thing built for this thing. And no matter how hard I try it's just not shaped for me and that's just the way it goes yeah i remember sorry i was listening to again uh, uh that succession podcast uh the first half of it had jeremy strong and the second half had mark Milad, and they were talking about that final episode and the scene in that conference room and they said they both were saying that like a basically improvised a bit like super on the spot like they I think Mark, I'm trying to explain this. I think the director called it, but it wasn't in the plan, so it's still improvised, I guess is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Is like they have the moment, and they Mark said that like as they're finishing up the fight, he yelled in there. He's like, go to the, the conference room. And so the bit where he walks out of that room mm-hmm. to walk into the board meeting and where Frank's like, it's over. We sold the Gojo. You don't have it. Mm-hmm. That was not, like, that was Frank off the top of his head seeing Kendall start walking back in and, like, gearing up to, like, what am I going to say? And Kendall walks in. You know, like, none of that was planned. And that's yeah. such a potent moment, right? Like, um, yeah. Jer- Jeremy Strong says that, like, they didn't keep it in, but, like, he was, like, I, I felt, like, one of the things, like, that really, like, drives home the despondentness of Kendall is that, when Frank says it the first time, he says, like, you know, he's like, you don't have it. Uh, we're selling to Gojo. No, he says, the, it's, it's, the deal's going through. We're selling to Gojo. You don't mm-hmm. have it. And what Ken, what he says that, like, was said uh, also was he says, like, you don't have it. You never had it. Like, and he was like, it, it didn't make it into the show. Mm-hmm. But, like, that, that really, like, drives home to Kendall, like, the, like, the you never had it. Like, you've never been Logan Roy. Despite all these attempts to try and take over this, like, you've never been the guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just like, you you see that, right? Like, he's fucking walking down the boardwalk. You know what I mean? It's just... It's like the guy. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Right. God. That finale, like, changed the whole series for me. Which is a bit of an overstatement. Because I do think... I've always thought it was good. Mm -hmm. But, like... I've thought it was a great show that I would enjoy. And like, it'd be one of those things where I'd tell people like, yeah, you know, if you're not watching anything, you can watch that. Like I liked it. Maybe you will. We're like now that final episode, I'm like, it's like a, like you really need to watch it. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where I'd like, will more certainly recommend as opposed to just being like, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have so many shows that I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you have time, you're here. Whereas this one, Barry, you know, there's other shows like that where I'm like, uh, you know, uh, How To With John Wilson, like these shows where I'm like, no, these, every episode is a 10 out of 10. Every episode comes out, you know, 
firing all cylinders, and it's sort of the best of what a, sh- a, t- a television show is. And I right. think it's the peak of this sort of format of this genre of this like, form of art. Right, I agree. Um, so, anything else you wanted to add about Succession or Barry? I think um, I covered it. Mostly. No, I think that's it. I think you know. I, I think if you're still with, if you're still listening, like you know, tell people about them. I doubt you're listening if you haven't watched them. So, you know, tell people about them because I think it, it, this is like we're very lucky to have two shows that I think could have easily stood on their own. And, you know, but at the same time, that could that I think were as good as something like Breaking Bad or Mad Men or Sopranos. I don't think that they. I don't think Succession at its peak right now is as is as popular as you know, sort of culturally zeitgeisty as Breaking Bad was. But I do think it's something that's as good as that. Right, I think um, that's fair. Yeah, I, I I mean, I just feel like it's probably a lot harder to get people amped up for. A- <coughs> political backroom oh yes versus like uh, the white walkers are coming <laughs> yeah, exactly. and there's dragons <laughs> man and incest and you know and uh fucking zombie warriors and uh, a child that like is like a ninja in the... yeah exactly um but i like you said i do think it's every bit as good as those shows um yeah. so definitely check those out um, before we leave, I just, I remembered, I don't know if you remember at the beginning, I was like, I feel like there was one other unrelated thing yeah. that I wanted, I remembered what it was. So I've started Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yes. I, I, I think it's great, but like the bit that killed me the absolute most so far, more than anything else. And I barely caught it. And it, and it the circumstances with which I've watched this episode probably made it even better for me. The episode where Paperboy has to do the club appearance. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? I think so. Is it from he's season doing one? Like, yeah, he's doing like the little V. He's in the little VIP section, and uh, there's NBA point guard Marcus Miles in the other section. He's like, man, fuck him. Like, like we should be up there. And they're like, nah, he's actually a cool dude. Um, he's like the biggest dude ever. Uh, so there's the part that. So I started that episode uh, the night before. Like, we'll just say a Monday night. And then I had to stop for some reason. I might have just been getting tired. I might have had some things to do. But I stopped. Like halfway through the episode. And then the next day, or maybe two days later, I came back to it, right? And Mm -hmm. so I'm finishing up the episode. And it made it like a longer callback to a very insignificant thing. But like, the gunshots go off outside the club and everybody runs. And you see just a dude sitting in nothing go flying by and hit someone. Mm-hmm. And because two days had passed, it took me a second. I was like, what the fuck? And it was like, I forgot that at the beginning of the episode, mm. uh, Darius shows Paperboy the picture. He's like, yeah, he's got that first prototype invisible car. Oh, and Paperboy's yes, yeah. like, uh-huh. Paper like, that shit ain't real. That's just Photoshop. <laughs> and then he's in the invisible car, hits yes. a dude like mm-hmm. as he leaves. I, <laughs> yes. I was like, that shit was so fucking incredible. And I, like I said, I think best. because it was like a day later, it took mm-hmm. me a second to catch on to what it was. It made it so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember I like, that episode. What the fuck was that? Those little bits are what I love about the show is there is an episode in... Well, I'll, we'll talk about it as you get closer to episode, season four. I thought season four is probably my second favorite season. I think it, it ends. That's another show that ended really, really well. 
and well, I'm not gonna say it, but yeah, another show that ended really, really well. Um, but those are the little moments that I think really make Atlanta shine, or these little like sort of semi like touch into the surreal, like where things are a little like stretched a little bit beyond it's a reality. It's a like, little different, but the example I want to use that I call back to is I had a friend talk about Metal Gear Solid, which is like his favorite s- series, and he's like. It's like 90% military, tactical, political espionage and like 10% magic. Like, like, yes, mm-hmm. like, there yeah. is, like, there's all this, like, legitimate, like, they have nukes, we need to disarm them. There's all these things. Mm-hmm. History's written by the winners, like, all this shit in there. But then there's, like, a guy that can read your mind. There's a guy <laughs> on a, there's a flaming guy on a flaming horse that chases you in one mission. Right. It's like, what was it? The, the one that can disconnect your controller? It's like Psycho? Or yeah, Psycho or Mantis. He's the, uh, yeah. People were terrified when that happened because he would... So it would... Yeah, you you would have to... It, it wasn't that he would disconnect the controller. It's just that nothing... Like, you would start to move and he would just move in a different direction. And the answer was to move your controller to player two. Like, plug it into player two spot yeah. mm-hmm. and he wouldn't control it anymore. But also, he would read game data off of your, like, memory card... And so, like, he would be like, he's like, oh, so you like playing Sonic, do you? And people would be like, what the fuck? Like, because every person was like, hold on, like, he's talking to me. What is going mm-hmm. on? Like, um, and he, like, he would just be talking about the games on your, on your fucking memory card. Like, the things you had played and saved. I was like, that's wild. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, it's like all these tactical, legitimate things. And it's like 10% magic. And, like, Atlanta is like, these uh, a dude trying to manage his cousin while uh, juggling like his family life at least so far. That's kind of where I'm at, and like, but then ah, there really is a guy in an invisible car, or like the <laughs> club promoter does have little walls he slides into to get out of paying people. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just these little bits of just like that's so fucking weird. <laughs> like, it's like a weird thing to throw into a show that like and and never addresses it, right? Like, right. I, I mean, right, I don't right. know, don't but go, like, that was weird. they don't go like, holy shit, the car was real. They just mm-hmm. show the car and yeah. you're supposed to be like, holy shit. Fact, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so anyways, that's, that's the thing I wanted to touch on was that bit that killed me. Um, but yeah, that's the bonus episode. Uh, we'll, you will have another episode dropping in two weeks ish because uh, this one's going to drop probably in a couple days from when we recorded this which there should be another episode dropping a day before this one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure exactly the dates are going to plan out. But um, either way, we'll catch you guys in roughly two weeks. Um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me on Instagram or Twitter as TMoneyBags. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast directly at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram, too. You can email us, DiffAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you guys in two weeks. Later. Peace.